This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Just bless His name. We give You praise. We give You praise. We worship You. Down at Your feet, O oh Lord.
bless your name. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Father. All praise to your name. Thank you for your glorious presence here tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we going further into the service this evening with your glory, with your unction, with your anointing. With our eyes open to your word, our ears open to what the Spirit is saying. Thank you, Father. Tonight is our night. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody give God praise tonight. of the kingdom. He said to others, it's in parable. He said that when he gave the parable of the sower in Matthew 13 and then some other places that records the same thing in the Bible. Then the Bible says that the disciples came to meet him in the night and they said, tell us the meaning of the parable. Those who move away from people to come privately to the Lord, we always hear what others are not hearing. When others have gone to sleep, those who sit at the feet of the master to ask questions, we always receive revelation that others cannot receive. So Jesus spoke to the crowd. But in the night, the disciples came to meet him and said, Master, you said something in the afternoon. Can you just expatiate on it a little? Can you expand this thing? And Jesus started by saying, To you, who are the you? Those who fellowship with him. Those who leave others to come to seek him, one of the benefits of seeking him is that mysteries are demystified before you. Glory to God. You can have your seat. God bless you. That's why it's important to follow what, God, what Paul said. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That means fellowshipping regularly with the Holy Spirit it opens you up to what others consider as mysteries will not be mysterious to you. And one of the things that people consider as mystery is our life itself. Hallelujah. But people consider life itself mysterious. So they say life is a mystery. But Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If anyone follows me, he will not walk in darkness. But it will have the light of life. In other words, it will have understanding of how life is functioning. It's a promise. If anyone follows me, he will not walk in darkness. Yet so many people are walking in darkness about different aspects of their life. But the master made a promise, a statement of fact. I am the light of the world. If anyone follows me, he will not walk in darkness. Now, this is one of the aspects of life that is very mysterious. Look at me, everybody. What God is bringing you into is as important as what God is taking you out of. In other words, from time to time, He's taking us away from some people. At the same time, He's bringing some people into our lives. This method 
this system works forever till we see him in glory. He is always taking off some things away from your life. And it's at the same time, he's always adding some things to your life. Why? We rise by relationship and we fall by relationship. Not too long ago, I was watching a guy. He's an American man. And he was trying to defend William Braham. That some of the faith teachers now call William Braham a false prophet, false teacher. Because of how his life ended. When William Braham was about seven eighth, born in a very, very poor family and abject poverty. He was just going out one day and he saw like a wind blowing on a tree. But there were no winds any other place. And the tree, a voice spoke from the tree like what happened to Moses. I have chosen you for a special work. You must not take a call and you must not defy your body. When you are older, you shall know what your assignment shall be. And he ran to his mother. Seven year old boy grabbed the mother and he was crying. That the tree spoke and the mom said that that must be you. Maybe you are hallucinating or something. And then he said that, of course, he wasn't born again, but he, stopped. he refused to drink. Then one day his father called him a sissy because he couldn't drink. The father was an alcoholic. He said, Well, you can't drink. And the father sat with his friends and they were laughing at him. And he wanted to prove that was him. I think it was about 18 then. So he grabbed the bottle from the father and tasted a little and the wind started again. Now of course, later he knew that it was an angel of the Lord. And one of the moments of his life, the angel appeared to him one day physically. And told him, he was praying. And he said, William, the anointing will so much be heavy on you. That no disease, not even cancer, will stand before you when you are ministering. And if you have seen the video of William Brown before, the one that was taken, that there was hollow on his head, seen by the old America, was taken by a pastor of Baptist who hated him so much. And wanted to have a debate with him. And to talk about the debate, just took a picture. And as they got to video room to put out the picture, I just saw like light over his head. They took it everywhere and all the photographs who were not even Christian confirmed that this is something supernatural. The gift of the spirit of word of knowledge in his life was at another level. But see, William Braham was an illiterate who re- didn't really have formal education in that sense. Oh, he was the one that one minister heard about him and discussed the fight for that. They were going to embarrass him. They were going to embarrass him. Said they would stand up on the healing line. So they filled the form. The minister listed about seven diseases wrong with him. And his friend sat in conversation. He said, just watch. I'm going to tell him I'm sick. I let him pray. I want to see whether I'll fall down. All those things. And he came up with... They used to have a card you fill. And he came up with the card. Heart condition, liver, kidney, wrote it there. And when Abraham looked at him and said, Sir, there's nothing wrong with you. And he moved to the next person. And the guy said, no, no, no. I'm sick. I'm so sick. And when Abraham said, well, it's likely we will not go empty-handed. He said, that man, that man, that man, that man, they are your friends. Last night we sat together and decided that I'm faking this thing, you are coming to tempt me. And he used the exact word they used. He said, so nothing. So I said, boy, you know what? You go back to your seat with everything you wrote on the list. The five friends fled and forsook the man. <laughs> they must be Niger people. <laughs> are you with me? That was the level of grace on William Braham. But you see, William Braham died 
just a day to Christmas in a terrible way. Accident. A, a, a driver that was drunk just knocked his car and but before he died, he spoke. I think the wife died. The place I know now, that one got well and went to, but he died. But Papa Egi was a young man. Then Keretegi wrote that Jesus appeared to him and the Lord told him that William Brown will be taken before Christmas of that year. And Keretegi didn't know him directly. So Keretegi begged God the Lindsay to help him tell William Brown to stop trying to teach. The first 20 years of his life, he would just preach Christ and people would be getting healed. Then all of a sudden, he started saying that he wanted to be a Bible teacher. And you should hear the erected thing. See, God knows you. And he knows what fits you. Never try to live like someone else. You are not someone else. Apostle Paul had a degree in law under the Pharisee. So that was how he was able to write and some other things he did. God used Peter in a different way. Peter was just a fisherman. Based on the direction God would have taken you in life, that's how we use you. You are going to get into trouble when you are trying to be like someone else. There are people, if they do ministry in Nigeria, they succeed. If they go to America, they are going to get into trouble. The place is not designed for you. And there are Nigerians who will go to America. That is when they will find success because this place is not for them. I know some people will like that one. It's not for me. I've been saying it. It's that Nigeria is not for me. It's for you. Stay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now, what exactly happened? God enlisted that Papa Egil spoke to very educated Archbishop that also went to his school, Bible school. God enlisted at one time was, when you're talking about Bible school, school, but he was William Bram's crusade director and his administrator. He was the first to tell William Bram, excuse me, sir, what you are teaching, this is not in the Bible. I'm a Bible teacher, but I have submitted myself under you. I don't walk with rappers like yourself, but sir, these teachings are wrong. Well, Abraham thought that women are seeds of serpents. A lot of erected teachings. Because it, it was not called into it and it was... One of the days, Papa Egin fixed an appointment. Okay, God, listen. Egin prevailed on this and he went to see him. And he sat down with... Now, that time, God, listen, I left his ministry. So he had his own ministry. But he came back to beg William Bram, Sir, there are things you are saying. There were about three doctrines were teaching totally strange to the Bible. And he told God, Listen, I've heard you, but I want to teach. And that was the last warning. Now, here is the point. Apart from dying physically, even before he died, he entered a lot of troubles with tax and everything in America. Because somebody told him that he brought in after Lindsay that you are not supposed to pay, to pay tax as an individual. Why did William Braham, in spite of the gift and everything, why didn't he know that God in Lindsay was ordained to stabilize him? All the armors of God are at your front. That means who is behind you? The anointing works against those who are against you, but it might not work to stop those who are behind you. Yes, sir. Whether you talk about breastplate, sword, everything is at the front. Your back is exposed. Yes, sir. Because Jesus should be behind you. And Jesus likes pe- kind of people. That was why when they came to arrest Samson, he told his brethren, please don't kill me. Just hand me over to the Philistines. In other words, the anointing in my life, 
Philistine, no problem. But you, my brethren, can kill me. So at times, brethren are more dangerous than outsiders. In other words, who are the people that are very close to you? Now, here is the main point. This is what I'm trying to say. Who is God in listen in your life? Have you read? <laughs> Let's read something from Genesis 13. Genesis 13. Are you following me? I said, Jesus said, I'm the light of this world. One of the opportunities we have in praying in the Holy Ghost and in following Jesus is that if you are a man of the Spirit, that means you fellowship with God regularly. One of the things He will introduce in your life is what is called discernment. It might not be a voice, but there is something strong inside you. I have been around people that I can tell without a vision that this one has an evil spirit. Now, I don't know why, how some people are around this kind of people, you don't feel anything. You need to step up how you pray in tongues and the attention you give to the word of God. Listen to me. I will say this another day. When you are studying the word, it's a form of prayer. Prayer is not only when you are talking to God. The bigger one is that God is talking to you. How many believers go to pray without their Bible in their hand? So there are days where you can study the Bible all day long. And you will be stronger when you come out of the room that somebody who has prayed for 12. Many Christians don't know this. Because the word is not a letter. It's not a thing. It's a person. That's what Hebrews 4 says. The word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Towards the end, he said that it divides asunder spirit and soul, joint and marrow. And he said, There is no creature eating, eating inside. He said, All things are open in the eyes of whom that we have to do with. It gives a personality to the world. All things are open, not before it, before whom? The world is a person. Hallelujah. Okay, neither is any, but all things are naked and open in the eyes of it. It's a person. When you are fellowshipping with the world, you are fellowshipping with Jesus Christ of Nazareth himself. Yes, sir. You know, somebody asked, is it right to call him Jesus Christ of Nazareth, now that he's in heaven? That's the name. That's the name. All through the Bible, it was called Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Angel called him Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Peter said in John chapter 3, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Himself, when he appeared to Paul in that chapter, and I said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, one you persecute. Yes, so that's his name. <laughs> Peter said, Silver and good I have no, but such as I have, in the name, that was after the resurrection of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When the angel literally called him Jesus of Nazareth, when he appeared to Paul, he called himself Jesus of Nazareth. So we can say to sickness <laughs> and to demons, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Not of Ibadan. No. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> and they have to listen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's read Genesis um, 13. Let's read Genesis 13. This evening while meditating, one of the things that came to me is, Begin to talk to people in the church. I those who come on Wednesday. I'm beginning to challenge you to become a minister. Don't just come to HOD. Find an area where you are going to serve. Especially as a leader. All the deposits of the Spirit in your life 
will not amount to much until you begin to serve. The anointing is for service. Many of you don't know what you are capable of doing spiritually because you have never stepped out to start. And when we tell you to start a focus group, start a household in your house, you think that they are trying to give you work to do. We are trying to help you develop what is inside you. The gift of the Spirit don't work if you do nothing with them. They don't work. So there are people watching me tonight, listening to me and those who are watching. You just don't know how much is inside you. And God forbid that rapture happens or you grow old like that without knowing what God has put inside because you will not step out to do anything. If I wasn't preaching, all these things would remain in me like this. I started praying for two hours when I was in secondary school. They would just remain like this. And I'm telling you, you have to start something. The, more, the, gift of, is, the, the gifts are the only things that the more you use them, the more they multiply. The Bible says that Abraham went out of Egypt and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him into south. Verse 2. And Abraham was rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. I like that. And he went on his journeys from south and so on. Next verse. So the place where Abraham called. Next verse. And Lot also. Everybody say the word also. If your Bible is a physical Bible, underline also. If it's a laptop, tab, phone, find a way to. <laughs> Lot also which went with Abraham had flocks and ate and tents. There was no direct covenant between Lot and God. There was no encounter with God that Lot had. Lot entered multiplication by just connecting to Abraham. There will be men like Abraham in your life. It can be the church you attend. For the sake of the mission going on there, God blesses you. When you detach. So it was Barnabas who went to look for Saul and brought him out. It was Barnabas who introduced Saul to all the apostles. This is the guy. He's now born again. And people, started, people stopped running away from him. But in Acts chapter 15, Barnabas and Saul had a disagreement and, and, and separated. Check all through the book of Acts. You don't get to hear the name Barnabas again. That's New Testament. So when we say rising and you are praying that God should raise you, sometimes the answer comes in form of a relationship. When you are saying rising also, sometimes the answer comes in form of God removing the relationship from your life. Do you hear what I've just said now? Hallelujah. There are things that they happen to you when you are in the right company. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel. You would have even seen it in ordinary secular life in Nigeria. How many of you know of any, many groups of singers who will emerge as a group, then they will fight and split and nobody hears anything about them again. There are many of them in secular music in Nigeria. I don't exactly play Instagram, but I follow stories a lot. Many of them. They will start as, start as a group. The whole nation will know them as a group. There will be a fight and they will separate and nobody. None of them will be able to stand. They will try to, but the song will never be like when... Yeah. Because relationships are very powerful. That day, if Barnabas knew that if I separate from this guy, in 2,000 years, the whole world will be talking about this Paul. His letters will be everywhere. 
this is a relationship ordained for life. And I want to tell you that even relationship that is ordained for life, you will be tested. That's why I usually tell people not to be offended. One day, I was talking with uh, my very dear friend, and he said that they like me. It was in Zaria, he was yet to move to, Kaduna, uh, to Abuja. He said, people in Lagos like me because you've not been around me to know who I am. <laughs> and he told me one day, he said, when you see me dealing with some of the guys following me, you might have a different opinion on me. There is no relationship that will not be tested. Because there is no perfect man on earth. It is important to be discerning enough to know certain that should be your life no matter what. And certain people should walk away from no matter how nice they are. Are you with me? So, it was eight men of Lot. Eight men have been creating problems since. It's not new. <laughs> eight men of Lot that started with eight men of Abraham. And Lot carried his bag and moved. Nobody told him. Lot did not know how to pray in tongues to understand that I rise as Abraham is rising. There is nothing you can do about it. There will still be, maybe in the next five years, certain little children that Jesus will appear to from a young age. He might not appear to you. He gave gift to men. You are not supposed to get angry. It is God that distributes. If you walk with him, the glory and the plan he has for you, Jesus, it will manifest. Everybody has his own time. Joel Austin doesn't do miracles and everything. He's had the largest church in America. More than Benny. Everybody. You have an area. There is a problem with that man. Who forsakes God dealings with his life and is trying to live like someone else. You are robbing heaven of the way they have created you. If you are watching me and you have never seen a vision before, probably you might not see one. But does not stop the Lord from talking to you? And great and mighty things more than someone who has seen a vision, will come out of your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? We just love to copy someone else. If someone had told Lot, as soon as he went away from Abraham, he dried up. He was on the mountain. He had nothing. Ended up sleeping with his daughter. What a shameful thing. His two daughters, not even one. He lost everything. Lost his wife, his daughter, and now became a pillar of salt. Went to the mountain and had nothing. If somebody had told him that day, Lord, 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 <laughs> this is not just your uncle. This is divine destiny at work. This is the way God has designed it to be. No wonder Jacob prayed for Judah. Or no, Moses. Jacob prayed for Judah in Genesis 49. But in, Gen in Deuteronomy 33, it was Moses that prayed. I don't know whether verse 4 so. When he wanted to bless Judah, 4, 7, Deuteronomy 33, he said, hear the voice of Judah and bring him to his people. Give me where he talked about Judah. Started blessing everybody one after the other. And most commanded the Lord. Go to verse 7. And this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, hear Lord, the voice of Judah and bring him to his people. The tribes were already together. He wasn't talking about physical people as in his brothers and because he was in the midst of his brother when he blessed them. He blessed the descendants of those because this, uh, but at the time they were not alive again. Only their descendants. But Moses was saying something prophetically. 
that one of the ways in which you know God has heard you is that he brings you to your people. There is a group called your people. They might just be for your people. When you find your tribe, you grow very fast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, to almost every one of you watching me tonight, this is your tribe. But you have not joined. There's a day somebody who comes to church and somebody who is in the church. I don't know why I'm sensing that leadership is calling on many of you. You what some of us do it Sunday in, Sunday out. You just come here and sit down. No, you have to stop that. Many of you are in the midst of your people. I can count how many people in this church that before they got married, maybe they were earning 40, 50. As soon as they got married, everything just and moved to another level. I know one that's earning more, maybe a million or so every month, every month. And I know quite a number. They met their person and everything moved on that level. And I met somebody before who also got married and went down. Many times when people ask me something or I'm praying about I don't know whether she was like that before. Somehow we formed prayer group. And what God had put in her that she didn't know much about was started coming out. Thank God I was in a fellowship I was in in UI. That was how I met Pastor Abelia and everybody. Bring him to his people. But what you have to do when God brings you is that you have to engage. You know, there are people that were praying, Lord, prosper me, Lord, help me, Lord, do this. The reason is that he has not answered because you are the periphery. You have not entered. When you enter the midst of the brethren, things will start happening. It's true. Somebody is listening to me. You can lead youth. You can get a lot of youth born again and start a youth church. But you come every Sunday and just sit down and watch us do things. And I've always announced many times in this church, whatever comes to you as an inspiration, come and tell us. We will ask you to start and head it. The days have gone when all you have in church is just choir. Forever, many people will never join choir. But what is the Lord telling you to start and to join? We cannot become ushers. But there are many other, other things that are there. Bring him to his people. There are a few people that when I begin to pray with them, we eat cloud seven in that sense in no time. And I put that when you pray with them, it's as if heaven is far. You just keep praying and pray. You know you are not getting anywhere. Everybody says, that's why I told you that when we're at Benny's meeting, he selected by himself the first three rows. He said he learned that from Ketikuma. She was extremely sensitive. Someone's face can affect the anointing. As I mean, just looking at you. <laughs> so Benny said, Master about David, we arrived very early. Maybe one of the first two to arrive. But they didn't allow us in the first four rows. And I told them, I said, I understand, I know what he's trying to do. So when he was about to pray, they brought the people that should sit there. Because this is spirit to spirit communication. It is true. Jesus got to a city and the Bible says he could do no mighty works there. If you read very well your Bible, he tried and nothing happened. He said to somebody be healed. I was just looking at him. And the Bible, that Bible said that he marveled at their unbelief. He shocked him. He was shocked. That's the Bible. The Bible said he marveled. Is that not what the Bible says? 
he marveled at the unbelief. I was like, what is going on there? This is strange. He put his hand on somebody. No, that one didn't fall. That one just stood. <laughs> the Bible said the master marveled. Something is happening there. Ah, because they were looking at this is not the capital son. As he was talking, one guy continued to think. Ah, they said they saw him on the mountain of transfiguration. Boys and Elijah talking to him. He made the bench in my house. If I want school, don't come up for the bench now. And all of a sudden, he's talking about. Somebody's wondering that. Probably that, that Joseph's boy that we call when our door broke and fixed the door. All of a sudden, they say he's multiplying bread. And he's the son of God. So when he was preaching, the man was just looking at him. <laughs> the day I came to a carpentry shop, you were sleeping. And you are the son of God now. Hey, <laughs> You know, so, and that affected the ministration. But there were places when they received him as Lord, and miracles happened very fast. This is why what you think about your HOD, what you think about your pastor, it matters a lot. Social media and the current world is trying to get us to believe. No respect, is it not just and all those things? Make, don't make that mistake. We live to follow the word, not what men are saying. The Bible says that the elders that rule well and should be counted worthy of double honor. The Bible says that those who labor should be highly esteemed. Not the worship of men, but honor. The anointing flows where there is honor. It is true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed tonight? I told you last week, and I'll close with this. There is quietness and there is silence. You remember in prayer. Quietness is where you get everything quiet. Switch off your photo of TV and everything. Silence has to do with your soul and that is more difficult. Because you can switch off everything and your soul can still be going up and down. Thinking about what happened in the office today, what happened yesterday, what happened. And God speaks through his word. God speaks when you are silent or quiet. When you are silent, when you are quiet. Then God speaks. When you obey what he has told you. If God tells you something and you do nothing about it, you make it difficult for yourself. God will still be speaking, but you will not be hearing. So for some people, all they need to do is to go back to the last thing God told them that they have not done. See, the Holy Spirit does not waste his words. When he tells you something and you don't do it, God doesn't really hold things against you. But when he tells someone I refuse to, what happens is that you, it's not God. You are the one creating a barrier from hearing. You are on another channel. Until you come back to that channel, you will not hear what the Lord is saying. And when you cultivate the habit of obeying promptly, how many of you know you have people on your phone that when they call you without introduction, you know who is calling? Even if they use a different number. As they say something, all you need, to, all you need them to do is to make a statement. Oh, good morning. How are you? You can tell that oh, that is that call. But then there are some other people that you have to wait for them to talk for a while. You can also know that this is that person. The more familiar you are with people, the more you can easily recognize who is talking or recognize their voice when they are talking. And then there are people when they call you, don't know who they are. So, the more you study the word and fellowship with the Spirit of God, the more you know when he's talking. And the more you quickly and promptly obey what he's saying, 
the easier it becomes for you to assess that voice at all times. It is true. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lift up your hands and just worship Him. Just give Him praise. If anybody has missed any opportunity in life, I pray for restoration. Maybe you have walked away from somebody you shouldn't have. Or maybe you have allowed somebody you should not have allowed. Whatever it is. Keep worshiping. Just keep thanking Him. Give Him praise. Pray in the Spirit. Just worship Him. Oh Lord Jesus, I see restoration. Opportunities being given again. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. If all I say is Jesus, Jesus, it's more than enough. If all I say is Jesus, 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 Whatsoever you have missed is restored back tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you'll be more sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. And if there are things around you and in your life that shouldn't be, they will be removed speedily. The Lord will guide you. He will make his plan known to you. He will lead you. In Jesus' name. Is someone blessed tonight? Bless Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion, 
it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.